Hi everyone, before we get stuck into this episode, just a bit of a language warning. We probably swear more in this episode than all of our other episodes combined. So heads up, if you don't like naughty language, uh, you might want to skip this one. Welcome to episode 35 of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy and with me as always is Mr. Matt Leach. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Today we have Matt Haynes from Queensland. All right. Uh, so most, I think everyone knows Matt, but I'll just give you a bit of a bio. 2010, he ran the first Analog Digital Conference in the Gold Coast before expanding to like Brisbane, Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne. Now, the date, the 2009 date is kind of interesting because what people don't know is, like, 2009 he graduated. So, like, it was a year later he, right. was, he was doing the conference. And in between that, he managed to get a whole worldwide trip in there. So, pretty impressive for a start. Uh, Analog Digital is now the studio. So, that's, that's actually his kind of design studio that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about. And he's now, like, six years on, it's now called the Design Conference. Yeah, which I like the name. Mm-hmm. I like I like a name that says what it is. Australian Design yeah, Radio. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, um, and the conference is pretty unique because, um, well, it's probably best summed up by a, a quote that I read that you know, I'm going to embarrass you now, Matt, because I think it was in the Design Journal, and you were talking about the conference, and you said, "Listen to someone talk about how good they are on stage is fucking boring." Yeah. People want advice, insights, and inspiration. For sure, mix some work in there, but speak about the process, innovations, challenges, and things you learn. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Welcome oh, to the show, man. Oh, man, pleasure. I'm actually psyched to be here. Fresh uh, off the plane, really. <laughs> I was going to say fresh off the boat. Um, <laughs> the, um, no, f- flat out. Uh, yeah, got up this morning, booked a flight, um, jumped on a plane, listened to some Drake. All the way from Brisbane. Listen to some Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got my eyes on you, or whatever it says, I don't know. But um, yeah, like, yeah, just just following every day as it comes, just trying to make the most of my time, have a blast. That's what my life's all about. Try and put that sort of happiness and passion into my work. And at the end of the week, you look back at what you've done and bam, something got done. Nice one. Yeah, meet a new speaker or something. I don't know. You name it, it happens. Let's talk about the Brisbane community. So, because yep, yep, yep. I guess you know, as Sydney people, we're often focused on kind of what Melbourne's doing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and and kind of wrongly so. There's like loads happening in Brisbane now, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I guess we know Kevin Finn and Joseph Mark, and that's it. And that's probably it. Probably. So, look, uh, to to be honest, and I say this to Erica Evans, who's our Agda president. I really think we need a hero in in Queensland. We need someone to be the face of it, and. Um, it's de- definitely a laboursome task at the moment. Like, you just, sh- please, Kevin, be the face of it. But, you know, he's a busy man. And uh, please, Ben, be the face of it. And he's also a busy man. Like, yeah. I think Ben's got studios in Melbourne, Sydney, and LA now. So, yeah. Ben from Joseph Mark. So, I mean, I don't want to be the face of Ag Day in Queensland, but fuck it. I'll, I will. I'll just do it if I have to. But we've got, like, Chris up there who's awesome. Dyer's awesome. Tia Queen, awesome. But all relatively unknown people but genuinely genuine champions of the industry up there Mm. but um i mean i think we've got half the size of the population you guys have got here in sydney so it poses its challenges because from what i understand brisbane's actually geographically the biggest city in australia no like it spans so a lot of people over a lot of area you need a car 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Special on Sunshine Coast, mate. Catching a bus is like, I don't know, and rather hitchhike, you'd probably get there quicker. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, but I don't want to knock it because we've got some doers up there. Yep. Uh, I've put my hand up. I'm on the Agda Council now and um, I skipped a lot of meetings. Sorry, guys. Love you. But um, yeah, life's packed. And also, I live 90 minutes from the city. It used to be 60 like two years ago and all of a sudden there's some suburbs there that make it a lot further to get there. But long story <laughs> short, everyone's putting their hand up and making themselves accountable. So like um, my biggest goal was to like go to Brizzo and talk to people like Jacinta who's an up and coming with um, Creative Mornings, talk to Dominique from Typism, talk to all the people that I know that are in it for the right reasons and just say, hey, are you guys keen to get on board and help pull people together because I do what I do for the community because when the community gets together, I believe it's going to stimulate the creative economy of Brisbane yeah. and then we're not going to bleed our talents to Sydney and then we will have a face. There's right. some awesome stuff in Brisbane mm. with the innovation um, and, and that kind of startup kind of mentality mm. that's been pushed by mm. the, um, the state government, which is great to see. There is a bunch of... Um, of co-working spaces that are popping up in Brisbane and if you keep your ear to the ground like literally one in five conversations someone's talking about a startup in South Bank or awesome. they're talking about an actual startup that's you know left a co-working space so we did a uh, open house talk which is something I'm passionate about so uh, maybe the listeners know about the um, the conference but I believe that if I have someone come to the conference I want them to be there I don't want them to test whether or not they like a conference at the conference. So we do these free talks, open house talks. Oh, great. And uh, we did one with a place called uh, Outfit. And they're a startup, 30 staff, like going hell for leather. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're just in a sleepy lane in, um, fuck, I can't think of the name of it, like New Farm or something. Yeah. Basically in Brisbane City, right in the, in the smack of it. So if, yeah. if you look at it, there's some really, really great stuff going on. But I can't help but think that uh, we're hemorrhaging talent to uh, Sydney, if not New York. Like, Joyce from Breeder is in America right now. It's just like, fuck's sake, like, I want you to stay. Like, come and inspire yeah. the fucking community, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I love you and everything, but it takes massive change to make a massive change. But I'm going to stand strong. Like, I can't leave the sunny case. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think it's, it, it echoes kind of a national feeling that I think we have. And I think we've spoken about this on the show a couple of times before where... It's like a lot of Australia's talent will go overseas as well. So they should, you know, but... And, and kind of disappear and we're like, oh, but they're, they're really, really good. Yeah, Come yeah. back here and mm. keep, keep growing, the, raising the bar here. In a sense, like being a young person, I did a bit of time overseas. I think everyone does deserve the right to go overseas and whatnot. But um, when they come back, I don't know, maybe they're even better. But um, I really do kind of spew when somebody um, does go away. Because I, I really do love Brisbane, but I say that and live on the sunny coast. I just get this picture of right. like Matt hanging out at the airport, just checking people, like you know, just making sure they're not leaving. Yeah, <laughs> P- people like secretly getting where are you going, mate? Patting yeah. them down yeah. and making sure they don't have a portfolio on them. Yeah. C- can I see your green card? Don't have one. Good, I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> making sure people have return tickets and not yeah. too much cash. The oh, look at the end of the day, like I want something for Brisbane. Like, I really do. It's a fantastic city. I swear to God, if it had a beach, mate, Sydney, take, you know, get in line. It has got a beach. It's got that little man-made beach. Yeah, righto. <laughs> no, but I'm dead serious. Like, if, Sid- if Brisbane had a beach culture, yeah. the, whole, the whole thing, yeah. like, rewrite history. I kid you not. Like, best, best climate ever. Barely have a winter. Kind of have a little bit too hot of a summer. <laughs> 
awesome city, um, awesome people, awesome, awesome vibe, but it's just missing that, like, that thing that makes people that are like 13, 14 and 15 own it. Mm. Like Sydney, you've got Bondi. Take away Bondi, take away the northern beaches. You've just got a metropolis. Yeah. So you have no escape. So people come up the sunny coast for an escape, but it's 90 minutes. I guess it's 90 minutes to Bondi from the centre of city sometimes. <laughs> it's, it? it's 90 minutes to Cronulla from here. Yeah. Yeah. But, but 120 it, minutes to the Blue Mountains. I, I think it's a fundamental thing for the city, like a geographical challenge. But saying that, awesome city. Gold Coast, look great, but not as good as a sunny coast. But all things considered... Epic city. Mm. Just we do hemorrhage people. I, I feel personally feel that. Mm. But um, the only way to keep people, or this is a massive philosophy that I believe in. But you can say what you want, but you should be judged by your actions. So I'm going to steadfast, and uh, I'm going to uh, go to Sydney when I have to. Because at the end of the day, you want to live in Sydney, you pay what eight hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred. We don't rent? talk about property price, Matt. It's <laughs> yeah. incredibly depressing. Well, um, it's not on the sunny coast. <laughs> I bet it's not, mate. I and, bet it's not. And and um, it's it's awesome. Like I, I, yeah, I've got awesome coffee. We've got everything you've got, mm. except uh, a except the mortgage. Economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we've got those. It's just not inflated. Yeah, but um, yeah. It's just it's all about the creative economy for me. So, I mean. 12 months, 24 months from now is going to be a massive, a massive thing. Like your property's through the roof. I've never seen so many cranes in Brisbane City slash like yeah. South Bank slash mm. a new farm. Like it's, it's changing weekly. Yeah. So all these businesses, all these people, they have a particular lifestyle I guess they're up for and that revolves around some sort of creativity slash design slash innovation. Mm. So if we take it by the nuts like who knows what'll happen yeah. mm. and then you get all excited about it come down to Sydney you got four times as much as us and I just want to punch myself in the face <laughs> well I think no. there's yeah I mean I think it's like um, I hear these conversations but I often feel like I'm, we're doing a lot of things now like a lot of there's a lot of startup culture here and often someone the community seems to have gotten so big that someone's like damn I wish I could go back in time like 10 years to before everything became big when I could get to know everybody and then grow it from the inside out and I feel like like you're talking about it like it's a problem, whereas, of course, you're treating it like it's an opportunity. It is, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, um, without going into depth, like, I had a bit of a windfall, 18, and uh, where I wanted a WRX on a plasma television. <laughs> Mum said, uh, get a grip of yourself <laughs> and made me buy property. And I was looking at it just going, well, Mum, please don't thrust me into this <laughs> economic this. chaos. <laughs> and and she just took care of the rates for me for the first few years or whatever. So mm. love you, Mum. You're the best. Um, but, dude, three times as much now. Yeah. And yeah. still sleepy Brisbane. Like, I firmly believe as a young person, and this is one of the curses of life in my opinion, that 100 years or 80 years uh, – it's just enough time for greatness. Yeah. You don't have one fucking year. You, you don't have five years to fucking waste. If you wait till you're 20, everyone that's 15 is going to seem like they're so far ahead of you. Yep. And it's mm. a curse. It's a mental problem that we as human beings need to like just look the other way, dig deep and focus on what you're passionate about. But you get five years to blow. I firmly believe that. So, you know, you get to 60. What have you done? It mm. takes it takes thirty years to be awesome, 
and and you have to do it selflessly and, and honestly. And then after 30 years, you might be one of the select few that is a startup, is a Mark Zuckerberg, is a fucking whoever their name is. But Matt Matt Leach. Yeah, yeah, yeah true story, <laughs> true story. But um, no, in, in all honesty, you get very, very few years to actually be incredible. Yeah. So when you start early, it's amazing. But if it, you just that, get a grip on life and start early, yeah. no, as long as you start early, you can like you almost leverage it to a point that you cannot even imagine. Like, like I've got an English bloke at my house at the moment, thirty years old, owns thirteen properties. Wow! Started early. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about you though. Starting early, I ba- tried baseball. Yeah, baseball. Pro baseball. Cleveland Indians, baby. Number one. World <laughs> champions this year. Let's do it. <laughs> so, so what? So what? You were 16 then? Um, so I was 12. And, wow. And I got into it. And this um, is starting early. Yeah. Could throw a ball. No, probably 10. I played under 12. Uh, my team was the Leopards. And I was at East, East Torrens Red Sox. Go East Torrens. Good club. Um, and it's just a family thing. Like my grandfather, huge into baseball. Dad, huge into baseball. I got thrust into baseball yeah. naturally. Two two generations of genes behind me. Bit of talent there. Um, <laughs> could throw a ball. Could throw the piss out of some leather, um, and just focused on it. I was just like, all right. So in Creative Mornings last week, I spoke about the. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but it's ikigai, like I K I G A I. It's like mm-hmm. the Japanese concept of being, reason for being, and just as a young bloke, I looked at it and I was like, right you can make some serious crust out of playing sport. I want to go to America. Like that was when America was like bigger than Ben-Hur, you, yeah. know, when, you know, when milk came in a bottle and Coca-Cola had a one litre bottle, you know. It was, yeah. it was a slightly different world, but I liked it. There was good money in it. I could potentially do good things with the money that I made out of it. And I decided that's what I was going to be. And I picked up the ball and I could throw the piss out of it. Um, long story short, yeah, I signed pro. Um, got a healthy little check at it um, thanks to the Cleveland Indians gave him my best turns out I'm just this is how I like to explain my career <laughs> you know the uh, 100 metre final yeah who came 8th <laughs> you know, might as that, well be Matt Haynes I yeah guess. you know the guy that wasn't on TV that was me yeah. <laughs> I was like so good but Usain Bolt was so much better yeah. meanwhile he's a half a second faster than me but I'm not even on telly mm. but Epic experience, adversity, everything, you name it. It was thrown in my face. This is pre, pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, pre pre-smartphone. Mm. And I had to go to America as an 18-year-old and just deal with it. A game every day, lots of travel. It was loads just of training as well. I've, I've, every day. Yeah. Lift gym in, uh, every three days. You lift in the morning. You're at the field by midday. Game finishes, starts at 7. Game finishes at 10 on average. Then you've got to, uh, every three days you're traveling to another state as far as Sydney from Brisbane on a bus and every person's in every seat. So you have to sleep sitting up. Wow. I used to sleep on the engine, just sweat. It's a good way to keep your weight down. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's, it's serious. But that, I, I consider that a, a, an absolute privilege. And I guess that might may be the difference between me and some of my colleagues where I'm sitting on a bus and just dealing with it and coming to grips that this is reality. Yeah, and epicness only is forged in hell. So um, I think when the chips are stacked against you, you know, you this is an opportunity for me to be better than any other motherfucker that quit right now, because those motherfuckers don't exist. So I cannot give up now. Yeah. It's mm. time to fucking go ham, 
and it's time to show everyone that I deserve the yeah. opportunity. So, and, and I've taken that, that philosophy into, um, I was going to say into my personal life, but work obviously uh, nullifies that statement because I've taken it into my work life. <laughs> yeah. but, but my missus is amazing. She stands by me. She supports me. And, and, and I'm just going ham and I just want to enjoy myself. So do you find, because, I mean, if you look, look at what you've done in, in a pretty short time, like it's pretty amazing, like, you know, managing to pull a community together like you've got. Do you find work and life mixing? It's, it's all the same thing, man. <laughs> I hang out with my colleagues. I've got like um, Matt Smith who's a real good mate of mine, Santa Coast, Max Fishman, real good mate, Richard Matthews, all nobodies, but they're my heroes. Mm. They've gone on and done their thing and when I need to talk to someone about something serious, I just give them a yak. They don't want to talk about work, but but if I want to talk about work, I have a thousand people I can talk about. Mm. Like I'm very blessed where um, my friends don't give a fuck about design <laughs> and you need that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your missus doesn't want to talk about it neither. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she wants to talk about how many dishes I haven't washed this week. You know, like, <laughs> but... It's a blessing. Like, I'm very, very lucky. And I think, I don't know, when you've been there and done that, you sort of just got to take a step back and just realize that money can't buy some shit. Yeah. Money can't buy your mates. Money can't buy time. And when you start to be grateful for the time you've got and the time that you might not have and the friends that you've got and the friends that you've lost along the way, you know, going over to Matt's house at uh, 10 o'clock at night, cracking a tin, just... Rolling a dumper, which is a cigarette for those who think I'm a massive stoner. Um, <laughs> and uh, just sitting there and just going, how's your kid going? Mm. Like he inspires me to want to be, uh, prepare myself to be a good dad. Mm. And at the end of the day, like I'm just trying to forge uh, a life of happiness ahead of myself so that um, I have got time when I've got a young fella or a young lass on the way. And, I, I, you know, we, we can do whatever they want. And I can just be like, hey, guys, I'm taking three months off and just do a, a Sagmeister. Yeah, and take yeah. a sabbatical year. It's like, where do you? Like, hey, family, where do you want to live this year? Mm. Fucking consider it done. Thanks for all the hard work we did. You know, just get an Airbnb, go and cruise overseas for a little bit, maybe buy a little house, buy a little car, and then just back ham at it next week. Like, who knows what it is? Yeah, but it's got to be an adventure. And when it is, you watch my eyebrows go up, man. I'm just like, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm down. That's, I'm very in. That's awesome. Let's um. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, time flies when you're having a jibber jammer. <laughs> <laughs> let's, um, let's rewind and go back to the Korean morning talk that you gave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were originally going to, um, you were going to have a very big day that day, weren't you? You were going to have creative mornings in the morning and then in the evening we were going to, yeah, we're we're going, go- we're going to Skype. Yeah. We had some technical difficulties, it didn't happen and then you've flown down to Sydney, which is awesome. Yeah, on, the, on the ADR budget. Yeah. yeah. ADR on, man, budget. budget. Yeah. Who's, who's actually awesome. looking at that? Yeah, no one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, um, All the kind people of Brisbane. <laughs> but yeah, so your, your talk was your talk was about risk, it was. right? So we had Andy Wright here from For the People, he's who's amazing. also coming up to the conference. Yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yep, as he, well. He honestly one of the best dudes in the game. He's amazing, right? Incredible, oh, like dude. If I, I, I no, fuck it. I've got a crush on him. I said it here first. I think, yeah, I think I've got a bit of a crush. I, definitely, people in the audience had. A, Pretty big crush. He's amazing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did an amazing, amazing job. And what was cool, like you have these little, really lovely moments in time where um, Jacinta has finally got yeah, she created mornings all yeah she bought all the heat. put together. So so Jacinta Koza Koza Konza Konza. Thanks. I only ever see it written, so I don't know. Probably said that. it wrong anyway. But, um, but we've been, <laughs> but we've been emailing for what seems like about. Right. 
<laughs> we've been chatting for about a couple of months and then she, I know she got in touch with you um, and then kind of had you as the speaker for risk. And it was really nice to kind of have this kind of world where, you know, Andy's coming up for your conference. Jacinta and I had been in touch for a really long time about Creative Mornings. You are the first speaker and then um, Matt and I are going to come up to... You know, yeah, oh, so yeah. So you were the first speaker at Credit. He kicked it off. Yeah. Whoa. So, th- so this is the thing, though. JC, JC hit me up and goes, "Hey, bro." <laughs> She's a Kiwi. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That was really racist. I get pulled up. But that's considered a racist comment at my event. So I'll just refrain. But she's she's like, hey, Matt, you know, like, um, I want to do this thing. I was like, that's epic. How can I help? So I've been talking to her for months, man. Yeah. Months yeah. and months and months and months. And and I was just like, look, I'm invested into this. You're absolutely competition. However, I'm going to help you because I like you. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know I was talking. I um, just said, Who, how can I help? Right. And then she goes, <laughs> and then she's like, because that's all, one confirmed. But that's what we need. <laughs> mm. A community needs someone yeah. not to hold the chips in their hand, but to shell them out. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'll shell it out because I thought she was lovely. I thought this she was a winner. And, and turns out she's absolutely is, hands down. But, um... Yeah, I didn't know I was talking. I had so, no idea. And, obviously, and then she goes, would you like to talk? And I was like, You've, come on. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I want you to kick it off. And I was like, oh, mate. And then my heart really? started. Oh, mate. But you've been on stage loads. Oh, look, you know what? This is probably the calmest I've ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I get on stage, packing shit. <laughs> I could literally, <laughs> I literally could shit myself, vomit, cry, or laugh in hysteria all in the same thing. I hate it. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. It's terrifying. It's like paddling for a huge wave. You got to make it, or you're see that reef. Yeah, that's your head. I'm gonna give that little kiss. Like it's just, I can't. I, I thrive on it, but until you jump, you're mm. just packing it. But well, yeah, you, shitting it. But and she nailed it. She was awesome. Yeah. I and mean, you, you couldn't have said no because the topic was risk. Well, this is the thing. Like, I wouldn't have said no anyways. Like, it was always going to be a risk. It was going to be whatever. I just, I'm just glad it wasn't something, um, let's say, um, I was going to say educational, intellectual. Because, like, I don't read books. I don't, you know, I just experience life for what it is and draw on past experiences. Like, I've had some wild experiences in my life. Like, pure wild. And I seem to thrive in... Like, I can keep calm in a, in a really gnarly situation. Like, so I'll freak out being on stage, but for me, anything is solvable. I, I reckon I could keep calm diffusing a bomb without knowing how to do it just because it's like, okay, well, let's make an educated guess and if I blow up the world, so be it. But I'd rather <laughs> doing it, giving it a go yeah. rather than sitting on the sidelines and let some other person kook it, pull the wrong wire and kill me. Like, I'd rather be in charge of pushing the button. Because I just feel like I can, I feel like I can remain calm and make a inference, a good decision based on what I know. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's probably one of the strengths I've got. I think the intellectually, think got- not the smartest person you've ever met. <laughs> Maybe I don't want you diffusing a bomb. <laughs> Whatever it takes. But like, I like I you, love, but I don't know if I want to blow up. I, love, I mean, it's I good that you're going to feel good about it. It's a, especially <laughs> if the bomb's going to blow up the world. Yeah. So. But that's the other thing. If someone, I, I'm smart enough to know if someone's smarter than me and I can pay them to do it, yeah. let's do it. Like, <laughs> we had work with Luke Day on Smart Work recently. Dude nailed it. One of the most liked photos I've posted on, on social media. Yeah, um, yeah. I just want to learn, and I'm not driven by money. But when it time comes to get paid, I put my hand out. You know, like that's what's up. You know, I can't help that. 
you, that's normal right? but you've got a yeah. really great outlook as well because I mean just when we were talking before we started recording I think I think you said something like um, you know if I fuck up I'll just fix it oh yeah, yeah fuck like, man just apologise that's awesome I once had someone told me that apologising wasn't it's like not on Oh, like it's a weakness. I've heard that no, a lot. No, it's like it makes you liable, therefore you can be sued. Uh, oh, it's right. like if like, you go like into... Oh, whatever. But if you go into a fucking something and, and you fuck up, just apologise and fix it. Yeah. Well, it's like, come on, mate. What what sort of substance are you bought from? Like, <laughs> sandstone? Like, well, let's let's change the world. And changing the world doesn't happen about not apologising. Yeah. You've got to you get your hands dirty, you know? <laughs> You're going to break some eggs to make an omelette. I've learnt that the hard way. So you've got to be prepared to break some omelettes. It takes a lot of risk, lot, lots of balls, lots of courage. And then, see, so like, like right, let's, let's just say I owe someone two grand. And let's say it's two years overdue. When I pay it, they'll get three grand. Mm-hmm. I'm, I apologise. Yeah. And they'll show, yeah, well, you actually fucking mean it. Because you mm. paid with blood. Like, lessons not learnt in blood are soon forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's how I feel. And it sucks when people don't do it back because you just really feel like it's, you're, you know, taking advantage. And I don't like that. Yeah. Um, never mind. How's that? We just got deep and dark. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, it'll be a roller coaster. We'll go up and down. Oh, I'm yeah, all about yeah. it, mate. Yeah. You've got to keep the listeners <laughs> just dingling. Uh, here we go, boys. Here we go. <laughs> and girls. Um, I, I wanted to talk, let's, let's talk a little bit more about, like, on that risk thread mm-hmm. and segue um, into the possible campaign. Yeah, possible so, awesome. Because... For those that may not know, so you launched a possible campaign to support the conference. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, it's a crowdfunding platform, yep. the Australian version of kind of Kickstarter, you yep. could say, um, and successfully. Yeah, yeah, we kind of. I knew we would. It, we, got, we, yeah. got, we got it. See, the thing is, we're authentic in our actions. Yeah. So when people see, and I think we can, you know, come from humbling, humble beginnings. So basically, I just threw it out there and said, you know what, guys? This year's event's going to run us up. The, the event that I want to own, host, and take, responsibility for will one day run into the seven figures but today in terms of cost yeah fuck yeah we'll yeah. spend a million dollars one day right but I'm like this one's going into the six figure territory and I'm fucking packing it <laughs> so as opposed to me throwing an extra 40 and um, risking it all how about I say I'll bring you three awesome internationals with an ace up my sleeve and a cup and a pair of kings kid you not and I thought to myself, if you want people to talk about something, you need to get them financially obligated. Mm-hmm. So I'll give them a deal, a, a value for money deal, like through and through. But then when we get to our target, I'll up the ante and then they will tell their friends. Mm-hmm. From a passionate standpoint, I invested 100 bucks for three speakers and now do. you can invest for four speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got all up to six speakers. Yeah. I thought and it was a really clever way to run the, run the campaign. But that's what I, I mean. It. I'm yeah. not smart, but that shit is Smart just, enough. But no, that shit is simple science for me. It only makes sense because you're a human being. People want value. Mm. How can you supply value? And you've just got to throw it out there because at the end of the day, like, sure, we need to make profit because that helps... Um, secure the next year's event and I can actually do some work for a change Yeah, but we just I, th- I threw out the, the, the offer that I wanted and then yeah piece of piss like mm. it, we nailed it and um, as a result this year this year's event we're going to offer $150 tickets to anyone walking out because I know I've got 300 people at that event who are just going to get their fucking minds blown you know we've got oh, some so amazing actually, people as they leave they can yeah. Get, oh yeah. awesome 
Yep, That's yep, a good yep. idea. Swipe mm. here because right. they've all paid six months ago. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't just drop 300 bucks at the door. Yeah. You know, they've got cash. And so, boom, let's do it again. Like, if I could get all six, 700 people to drop 150 bucks in the event, like, I can't do quick math, but it's well over $100,000. Yeah. That, that pays for a decent event. Brisbane Powerhouse, put it on for us, man. Their tech team, off the hook. If you're ever looking to do an event in Brisbane, there's nothing more I can say than go to the Brisbane Powerhouse. Amazing. Mm. Um, super friendly crew. Epic venue. And, like, we graduated from a cinema. I don't know if you know this. We started in cinemas. Oh, really? I, I did know that, yeah. It was important to me because I needed a value for money way to get AV at a cost. Uh, but nice. when you put people in those awesome chairs for like yeah, six yeah. hours, you're just, mm. yeah. <laughs> you're just like, all right, I know this person's not boring. But um, but in, in all honesty, though, like it never cracked off. What well, we, we took a splash in 2014 to take it national. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, there was an opportunity there. And um, Matt Haynes left nothing more than an opportunity to do something crazy. Um, and I just referred to myself Self in a third, third person, person. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking legend yeah. um, sorry people I'm really not that much of a wanker um, <laughs> but um, yeah complete failure like complete what? failure why? Oh, just because I, I, I'm no better off than any freelancer sitting at home right now uh-huh. I really am not financially intellectually if you've got four years experience when I did that I was the same as you I just took a punt and sometimes you fail. And it just what just didn't get the... No, what I realised, first first oversight, when you need something in a pinch, you know fuck all. You don't know anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people yeah. that you do know are going to rape you financially. Um, it's Sydney and Melbourne's double the price of Brisbane. So, I mean, if I did my event in Sydney or Melbourne, it would be double the cost. Yeah. I understand. Like, there's other events Is that because the exp- expenses are... Just, just Sydney. Deal with it's just Sydney. <laughs> you know, like it's expensive. Yeah, that's why our competitors, well, not competitors, other because I don't see semi permanent as a competitor. I see them as another events contributing to the community, much the same as myself. Mm. But competing events, um, that's why it's more expensive. Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean it's better. Of course, they've been doing it longer. They do a fantastic event, but it's not in Brisbane, yeah. so someone mm. has to stand up and do it. And I just thought that'd be me. Mm. Um, but. At the end of the day, I mean, Brisbane's a fantastic city. Um, we're doing what we can. We're just trying to make it value for money. And I thought putting it on possible would be a good way that I could just... Being vulnerable, man. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. it didn't go off, I would have packed it up and I'd have my agency live right now and I'd probably yeah. be making four times as much money. Yeah. Because that's my true love. See, the one thing that nobody else really thinks about is what's Dare Jennings doing when he's not at the event? He's drinking Shiraz with me. <laughs> like, they're the people I get to go one-on-one with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know? Um, so, what, so, so what is it about the conference that... Because, I mean, it, it must have been a massive driving thing for you. I mean, like, coming straight out of, like, graduating and, like, going, I'm going to do this. Like, and, and you've also said, like, your trip around the world kind of... Trip around the world was made a trip. It happen. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was... Um, uh, Lion Nathan got in cahoots with uh, Radical Media, who I think is now Finch. Yep. So Michael Hilliard, who was right. the um, executive creative director slash some, someone important, did this thing. And it was a promo. And I, I just went, oh, fuck, I could nail this. <laughs> so, and like, don't get me wrong. Also, everyone needs to remember that I did four years in America. So I was an old guy at school. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. that old person at shit house. Yeah. But I was the old person in class. Yeah. So, like um, in design school? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was the old person. 
So when I went for this thing, I was like, right, this is this is who I am. This is what I want. This is how I'm going to get it. And if you guys are frothing, you'll pick me. Because I've been writing to Anthony Lister, Mark Whalen, Tony Akabashio, writing to agencies overseas because this is pre-Facebook. Like, it's just bubbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. writing a good old email was like something that, like, 22-year-olds just didn't comprehend. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're a human being. Like, if someone's awesome, they're going to get smashed every day. Yeah, yeah. So send them an email and don't DM them, yeah. you know. So I just wrote to everyone and I'd have conversations. Well, we're pen pals. Yeah. So then I had a list of like 20 people and just forwarded it to them and said, these are my contacts. <laughs> Can you actually pay for me to meet them? Because it would be awesome. It would be like, because I've met you before, I have a, a relationship with Matt. And um, when I say you, I mean Flynn. But by coming down, he's natural. Thanks for those playing at home. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's natural. Mm. But when you get thrust into a room that apparently is your creative idol and you have no fucking <laughs> connection with them whatsoever, mm. it's awkward. Just bring yeah. out the AF. Like when I met, like I'd written to Mark a couple of times, Kill Pixie, and I yeah, went to yeah. a studio in LA and I was like, um, just want to preface all the video and shit. I apologize. <laughs> like I, I fucking apologize, man. It's not cool. But I'm going to do it because I want to meet you and let's just get this out of the way. And then it's my shout down at Sushi. And we'll go and have a big sushi feed and um, <laughs> tons of piss and actually get to know each other. Yeah. And um, yeah, so went around the world. Oh, let's go to America. I wanted to go to Europe, but they have to send a crew. They filmed it all. Oh, wow. Don't search it, anybody. Don't search my name and video, whatever you do, <laughs> assholes. Um, but yeah, they wouldn't take me to, um, to Europe because of the fees yeah, of yeah. sending a crew with. Can, um, I, can I backtrack? Am I, am I completely stupid? Why, who sent you around the world? Tui's. Okay. Yeah, I've just fucking ruined my life. Everyone's going to look at me and she's a wanker. Okay, because no, so, I don't know this story. And so, I, like, yeah, no, I won a trip around the world. It was like a design competition. Oh, right, you and won the, a trip. There was mm. four creatives. And, and I was Tui, the Tui's paid design. for it. Yeah. It, oh, it's that peep this, right? <laughs> Gave me 12 grand. And they're like, you won. And then it went from 90 cents to 50 cents. Then I got home and went back up to 90 cents. So really I got six grand. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I spent it all on uh, alcohol, meeting people, traveling. I bought my missus uh, some lingerie, I bought a pair of Nikes, and that's it. <laughs> and they're like, what could we have done better? I said, you, you bought yourself some lingerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's absolutely. okay. I'm reading between the lines. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You know what's up. But um, <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, I just wish they'd have given me a computer and some shit to really kickstart my career because, you know, that yeah, shit's right. always expensive. But so I did that. Mm. And I was looking at my crew at home just going, how the fuck can we get these guys excited yeah. and just ready to fucking punch on? Punch on for a life that's worth living. So when they are older, they're going to look back and just go, yep, I had a go. At mm. least have a go. And I was like, we've got to do a conference on the sunny coast and bring the people right. that just I just met, yeah. bring them to the sunny coast you. and get them to just blow some fucking fire up these guys' asses and get them out there. Yeah. And yeah, turns out not inspired still. So it's not me. It's, not me. <laughs> it's just some people aren't ready for it, you know? Some people aren't ready to be thrust into the seesaw of life that determines whether or not they're going to be who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And why, why, why do you think that is? Because they're scared of failure. Uh-huh. People are scared to fail. And as cliche as it sounds, you're going to miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. See, my biggest, my biggest motivator is watching someone else live my dream. Yeah. I want to get out mm. there and compete, man. Like, I used to run out in the field, like the, the bullpen ring, 
get Haynes, get Jackman, get them warm. Anything could happen here. <laughs> if there's a right-hander, we're sending Haynes in. If it's a left-hander, we're sending bloody Mark in. Or even though Mark was a right-hander as well, I just can't think of a left-hander as a team. <laughs> and we'd both be warming up, man. You'd have up to 12,000 people, which is a decent number yeah, of people. Uh. Just going, you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> throwing food at you. Throwing beer froth down. Like, it was a minor league, but it was decent. Yeah. And you're running out there. And I'd have AFI playing in the background because that's my song. I was like, yeah, fucking get pumped. And like, so you got AFI, your own song? You got yeah, your own song? It. Everyone's got their own song. Oh, great. You don't get your own song. I'm going back to Australia. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're running out there and man, you, you, you're, I reckon you could have a minor league baseball world's best on my first warm-up pitch because I'd be so jazzed. I'd just throw it. Man, i hit the back net on the full every second time. <laughs> if not, I'd bounce it and it would go over the catcher's head like throw some doozies. But yeah, just, just get pumped. And as much as people think it's normal to run out there, wind up and throw that ball, or be at the start of a conference and walk out on stage and be calm, or do a radio show or walk into a pitch, everyone out there needs to know everyone was fucking packing it. Yeah. Like, hardcore. And you've just got to face it. You've just got to realise that in order to be who you dream of, you have to face some of that adversity. And only way you can practice is by practicing mm. as opposed to going, no, I don't want to do it. I, can't, I cannot bring myself to run out in front of 12,000 people and fucking lose the game. Yeah. And I did it more than I won. <laughs> but when you won, it was just like, fucking you'll be OT. Because yeah. we won a championship, man. And you know what? I didn't even get called out to play. Oh, really? No, it wasn't mm. in the championship game. Doesn't matter. No, no it doesn't matter. Team. I was part of the team. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I'll ne- like... I don't want to be the hero. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be a part of it. If someone else was doing my conference, I'd put my hand up and say, can I help? Yeah. I help other people mm. do their events too. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. turn around and help me. Like First Coat's a massive cracker in Queensland. And now Grace, who runs First Coat, basically besties now, we run our events side by side. So people coming from Brisbane, uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, New Zealand or Asia Pacific somewhere, they can go and see someone like uh, D-Face do a mm. talk who hasn't been to Brisbane forever i think and if not australia you can go and watch him paint a mural up in toowoomba for a couple of days yeah like mm. if that's not an experience yeah well uh, send me email matthewanalogdigital.com.au <laughs> and tell me what you want because yeah. i'll do it if you tell me what you want i'll do it so let's talk about the conference who, who, who i don't want to talk about it too much because like uh, uh, you know we can, but I just don't want to come across as someone who. But you've got some pretty cool people coming over. Yeah. We do. So who who are you excited about meeting and talking to? I'll kick it off, Jessica Heesh. Epic, pretty exciting. All right, so invited Jessica to come along because I like her stance on usage and rights. Yep. And I think it's really important that the people of Brisbane understand and leverage their power over a client. Wait, what are her stances on? Well, basically, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I do some light reading. But basically, <laughs> I think a minimum minimum fee is $5,000 for work. Right. But you don't get to use it. Yeah. So from then on, if you want to do, an ad, uh, uh, say, a digital editorial, and it's a 200 or it's, say, a $500 usage fee for that magazine, mm. it's 5-5. Five, five. Right, okay. But then she positions herself in a way that she ends up, she can leverage it for seven times what it's worth for a complete buyout. Right. So instead of doing $5,000 of work, she can get three and a half grand. Mm. Now... I don't know about you, but I've seen some amazing, talented people out there. 
and some of which are doing really well, some of which are making the same amount of money as if they're working as a senior graphic designer or art director. Yeah. Yeah. I know people are working really hard out there at some of these amazing agencies. Even in this area, I walked past a very good agency just up the street and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's where it is. Mm. Um, and um, if you're going to wager time, equity, investment, all the other bullshit along the way, you deserve to get paid more than a senior or an art director because at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, you have to give other people a raise. Yeah. And it, it, it's just soul-destroying when you've got to give people a raise and not yourself. So literally giving them your pay. So mm. if we can leverage our right to intellectual property, I think that's important. But instead of me standing on a soap soapbox and screaming that at people, I've invited Jessica to come along and talk about the same thing. But she's also going to talk about being a mum. She's a new mum. Mm. And I think that's brilliant. I think mm. women in design are super important. Um, I think everyone uh, from all different cultural backgrounds bring all sorts of in, uh, in important insights to design. Yep. And the more diverse you can be, the better. Well, I don't need another me. I'd fucking kill him. <laughs> like, truly. Fuck that. Because I'm, I'm a prick. Like, I, but the thing is, where I draw the line is if I wouldn't ask me to do it, I won't ask you to do it. Yeah. But when you see me putting all my cash, doing that, working whatever it takes, I'll ask people to do some pretty extraordinary things. And some people don't get it at first. Some people see the light in it yep. and, and rise to the challenge. And that's something I'm proud of. You know, and at the end of the day, if we're going to make change, in my CM talk, I did this. I go, who wants change? And a couple of people hand up. And I go, what, the rest of you have got rock solid killing it, right? Who wants change? <laughs> and they'll put their hand up. So who wants to change? It's crazy, man. Yeah. No one wants to fucking change. Who else are you excited about? Um, all right, so <clears throat> this might be, you know, not everyone thinks, but um, D-Face. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dean Stockton. Um, I've got a fondness for uh, muralism because uh -huh. um, I like to see a message put out there without a brand behind it. I like to see a message that just says you can fucking be, it's whatever you want it to be. It's like art in the street. Yeah. Who asked our permission to put a fucking Samsung? Samsung's a decent brand, so I won't rip on them. <laughs> um, who asked our permission to put a shitty yell yeah. at your face, um, like a five second, like a shitty advert billboard yeah. on the street and get in my face? Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, I can't check a text message while I'm driving, which is to everyone out there quite irresponsible. But no more irresponsible than putting a fucking look at me sign on the highway. Yeah. So I, I, I would love nothing more than to drive down the street and see some kid just blaze up just a beautiful massive artwork. burner over someone's yeah. paid advertising. Oh, that just brings, brings warmth to my heart. It is crazy though, isn't it? It's that whole, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they've paid someone but they didn't pay me. Yeah, and they violate us mm. and our minds to, for our money. Because I'm, it, re I'm reading a lot of reports lately. Shithouse propaganda. It's, it's messing with our heads. Well, despite that, it's just bullshit. Like, advertising <laughs> in itself is, is a joke. Yeah. A product like a person should speak from its actions. If it's good, let the people talk about it. If it's shit, let the people talk about it. Like, to go back to my product, the event, mm. I love the praise. Like, I'm all about it. But do you know what's more important? Someone telling me what they fucking hated. Mm. Can you just tell me what you really hated about it? Because then I can fix it. Yeah. You know? So, and I think muralism stems from that. Like, it's, it's, it's the tag that was like, fuck you. You yeah. know? And yeah. then that tag turned into something a little bit more important. Then it turned into a message. And then it turned into a full blazing burner. And then a mural. 
And I think muralism is just so, I was going to say so me. It's not. It is, it's just anti-establishment. And I think everything I do is anti-establishment. It's like everything I do feels right for me, whether that's right or wrong in the grand scheme of things. Most of the decisions I make are more or less, more or less based around me focusing on the end goal and that's doing something great. And I think graffiti, street art, art in general and muralism is a nice little F you to the people who say, hey, we're allowed to have billboards and that's the checks and balances of life. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see D-Face, not to mention I've been talking to the dude for three years to get him here. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> where's, he, where's he from originally? UK. UK, yeah. But I've okay. no idea where, where, where he just has – we just give him the money. He flies from wherever he is. Like, I don't know. Probably yeah. just fly out from Sydney. <laughs> like, honestly, he, he's, a, he's an extremely busy man, super influential yeah. in the aerosol world. Like, he paints b- beside people like Shepard Ferry and Banksy, and mm-hmm. he knows these guys. Like, he's down with those guys. That's his – I wouldn't say his crew because that's the wrong word when it comes to graffiti, but they're his friends. They're mm. his colleagues. And um, can't wait to have that bottle of Shiraz with him. Yeah. yeah it's going to be on, on point, man. I just hope I don't embarrass myself. I kind of, well, if you offer him probably, Shiraz, you might embarrass yourself. Are you yeah. going to have a different drink? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, like, you like the Shiraz, don't you? Don't, don't make me uh, implicate myself on national <laughs> radio. I'm going <laughs> to bring up a gold goblet for you, I yeah, think, hit me. from Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. You know, like those. It's your 18th birthday, like oh, things. Nice. Oh, I I'll get have you, one. I'll, I actually got I'll, one for my 33rd birthday. How did I know that you might have had one of those? Um, it's uh, it's a special cup for I think it's called a Moscow Mule or something. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the in-laws gave it to me for Christmas, and oh. I'm just like, they must think I'm pissed. So I what, don't really drink that much. So, so what, so what conference mind. is that? It's uh, it's the sixth one. Which one? Yours. This one. Six in Brisbane. Eleventh and all. Oh, eleventh. Wow, and all. so many. Yeah. Okay, mm. it's gonna probably be hard to get a. Cup that says "Happy 11th <laughs> especially something that it was designed to drink alcohol out of. Oh, we can look if you can dream it, you can do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe in Brisbane. Um, I'm super excited about Timber Smith. Tim coming Timber. back, coming back, right? So, like, all right. So, do I let the rabbit out the cage? Do I not? Do I think talk about what I think he's going to talk about, or don't I? Because I don't want to raise the stakes. But for those who don't know, Timber got stabbed. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I, I fuck yeah, man. He got stabbed to the fuck in London. Wow. And changed his life, changed his philosophy. And I hope he's listening and takes us the right way because I love you, Timber. But if you talk about that, dude, you'll blow my fucking mind, dude. Because hearing about your psychological and philosophical changes on life and what life's meant to be mm-hmm. after having death on your doorstep. Wow. Is like fucking mind changing. Peter, I, I, you will see. Like, I've got fucking tingles. Like all, oh, I can feel them going up my face right now. Like <laughs> it's in my legs. Like that's some moving shit. Like yeah. Bonnie Abbott spoke about how she got ran over by a car. Mm. Yeah, I've heard yeah. speak about that. Fuck, you're sitting in the audience, just like going, "This is real," and mm. life is just like you can. It's almost you can touch it. Yeah, mm. and I can't expect him to talk about it, but if he does. I will fucking shake that dude's hand mm. like I shook my grandfather's hand the day that I said goodbye to him when I knew he was going to die that night. Mm. It's like it's just incredible. Yeah. I remember reading about reading about that. I remember it was something. It was, it was like national news in Australia. It was like Australian. I don't can't remember what they call him. I think they call him an illustrator. Yeah, which is pretty accurate. Um, 
but they said, you know, got, get stabbed. And yeah. I'm like, Australian illustrator. And I'm like, probably know who that is. And it's like, Tim Smith. I'm like, holy shit, it's Tim Smith. Yeah, wow, man. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. And, and, but it's funny, man. Like, I hate to say it like this because this might come out completely wrong. And if it does, edit it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, and kid you not, like, that could be the biggest blessing that's ever happened to him. Yeah. It's Maybe. fucked as it sounds. Like, he will see life in a different light and take every second of every minute in a different way than anyone else will ever will yeah. because they've never had the one thing that they didn't buy threatened in their life. It's almost the theme of the show, I think, of what we've spoken about is a lot about, like, finding opportunity in crisis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely mental. And I think that's one of the biggest things about life, you know. It's like you get to the fork in the road where you can sit on the sidelines and retreat to conformity and complexity of life, which is normal. Or you can rise rise to the challenge and fucking go for it. Like, go fucking <laughs> I love it. Like, and, and that's the biggest decision in everyone's life. That's yeah. what my CM talk was about. Yeah. It was about when you fall and stumble and you will when you chase yeah. your reason for being. For the first time in your life, it's guaranteed – your weaknesses will be found and you will fall on your face and the only thing that will get you off of the ground is your ability to believe in yourself. Mm. And it's at that point and that point alone whether you fucking let go. Yeah. Completely and utterly let go or retreat to fucking regular life where you're safe and sound. Safety. Uh, yeah. Retreat to the safety uh, to the safety of compromise and yeah. complexity. Yeah. And that man, who fuck wants to compromise on your eighty to one hundred years? Because you only get—that's what we were saying at the start. Mm. You get eighty years to be great, mm. and it almost takes seventy to do it. So if you start five years late, you get five years on your soapbox to tell the world what they need to do. Fuck! I wish I was Bernie Sanders. Like, that dude's blowing my mind. <laughs> Isn't um, he incredible, but he is. Um, really quickly, tell us about the studio though, because like the studio right. is brand new. So, um, met a lot of people through the conference. Yep. Um, Incredible, like people think differently. You know that's how they get your attention. That's why I've invited them to the event. Yep. And from Oslo to London to Brighton to New York to LA, our Eastern Seaboard, Adelaide, you name it. I've met a bunch of people who, in otherwise, I'd be working with anyway. So I said, "Do you want to start a studio? And can I represent you in a way without me actually being the person that represents you?" Like, can our agency represent you? But can we continue to work based on the principle, something along the lines of this? If we are a team and you know you've got a range of people who can do the disciplines that you don't want to focus in but can contribute to what you want to do, can we not do a bigger job and can we not take responsibility for more of the pie? And then from there, if you get to do more of what you like in collaboration with more of the people that you like to work with and you know they're going to deliver can I not help project manage that and put the right people in place? And everyone's just, yeah, fuck, yeah, you can. So <laughs> cool. everyone's going to give me the chance. Everyone's been very kind. Like, I don't want to rattle off names, but it's huge. Mm. If they've come to the event and they don't work for somebody, I've invited them to be a part of it. Basically, everyone except two people have said yes, and that's because they want to pursue careers in art. Yeah. And so be it. Like, I love them. So awesome. good on them. And if they ever want to work with me, I'll work with them. It's not an ego thing. It's a uh, life thing. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm in a position of influence these days. I'm not going to take it for granted. And I hope to um, 
be able to use that influence to help bring some of my dreams come true. And in the meanwhile, if a bunch of other people's dreams come true at the same time, we'll fucking high five at the end of it. And then uh, when the conference comes around, Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas in May. Fantastic. Yeah, right, I'm looking boys. forward to having everyone. A couple of our past presenters all return to the event. It's, it's lovely to see people come back and watch them experience the event when they're not speaking because they're just totally different people yeah it's way way more laid back yeah <laughs> just stressing sitting in the seat I've got to talk how'd you like it I fucking hated it see you next year <laughs> but yeah love you everyone see you soon alright that is going to take us to the end of the episode so what we usually do um, is we'll go around the table and where do you want people to go where can people point are there any tickets left for the show mm-hmm. Yeah, is a oh, are we still going? I thought yeah, we're, we're still just, going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Sorry. no, no. <laughs> I thought that was it. I was like, oh, you right. ended up fucking very. Matt was, Matt, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't end that way. Matt was just having a, a sneaky another sip of his beer. Um, Gulp. <laughs> so, where do you want to point people? Where can people find out more about you? Um, well, geez, all right, couple things. Um, typograph Journal uh, by Nicole Phillips just bought out uh, an article that I sweated over and rewrote and rewrote and rewrote and then <laughs> sent to the editor but you know honest no no more different to this hmm. but I think that was really well written so please have a read of that and if you buy it you know that's fantastic but if you just google Nicole Phillips or Typograph Journal you'll find it that's our latest one Creative Mornings has got something about what we're about but for the event the designconference.com.au we've in our fourth release now so it gives you 10% off Yep. So we treat it like an air- airplane. The later yep. you book, the less discount you get. Yep. Um, and then... Um, uh, Analog digital. You, just to throw it out there, I'm going to give you guys a coupon for anyone who is listening here. And we'll oh, give cool. Them, yeah, 25% off, like, which is like the best discount we can possibly give without... I'll cut my throat, but it just won't bleed out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, give you... Well, I don't know, 30... 30, uh, 30 of the first people to, to come yep. through whatever they want just, and I'll just, and just talk to you guys about afterwards or something, we'll yeah. figure out how to yeah, do we'll that yeah we'll give you a yeah, coupon right. code and just put it on the on the thing but like if, cool. if, if you find it good on you you've Great. listened to the end and you've got the gold <laughs> yeah, if you made it to the end yeah it's your, but it's even your prize more so, you know, if, if you get to the event right and, and you say I heard you on ADR look smash out <laughs> it's, it's my Brilliant. shout like I'm down like I'm buying the beers yeah. and uh, yeah come to a side event like, we've got Andy coming up you guys coming up yeah. uh, we're going to be doing podcasts in the, in the green room Paul, before, before Paul people go on stage up. Paul Garber's coming oh, up as well dude, yeah. that's, that's who I'm looking yeah. forward to yeah. that guy fucking blows my mind <laughs> I just love him I just love him ripping darts at the Agda Awards with him like <laughs> the dude's just my kind of class alright another story for another time alright that's plenty <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that discount how that works Whatever um, it takes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll put something I, in there. And the look, apologies to anyone who I didn't say I was going to do that. Like, I didn't come on here to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, I love people. So come yeah. along. And if you're there, and yeah, it's like, whatever. But thank you for listening. Uh, go out there and fucking do it. All right. We'll leave it at that. Mr. Matt. Leech Earth on Twitter. Any discounts? Uh, you can get 15% <laughs> off my next tweet. <laughs> um, and you can find me at Flynn Tracy on pretty much everything. And you can follow this episode and more at australiandesignradio.symbolcast.fm. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AUS Design Radio. Mm-hmm.